4: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess, and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. So enjoy... Listeners, welcome to the August ninth broadcast of the Unexplained World
3: with your host,
4: Ed Shanahan. It's me and my favorite witch, Annette. Hello, Annette.
0: Hello Ed.
4: Oh, uh, girl, you're gonna have to pay real good close attention. This phone is going back tomorrow. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> if we I'm, need to, I'll just keep chatting while you dial back. <laughs> yeah, I
4: mean, uh, it cut out it. 14 seconds before the show started. <laughs> I oh, called in during man. the intro. Yeah. You there? So, okay, let's get going with this, okay, so I could at least right. get us into it. Um, how are you doing anyways? <laughs>
0: oh, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> okay, okay. Talk fast while you still can. <laughs>
4: Listeners, tonight's show, we have three guests. They have to do with the paranormal. Our guests scheduled are Charlie, historian, with the Scott Mansion in Joliet, Ron from the Haunted Cigars and Truck in Berwyn, and John Stevenson, Mr. Baxter's Grove. Right now, uh, we also have Michelle to come on with us tonight. Hello, Michelle. Hi. Hi, Hi Michelle. You dropped out and Hi. Got back in. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Well, I dialed in and then it disconnected me, and so I called back and then I could hear you talking.
4: Okay. We. Okay.
0: I'm not, I'm <laughs> we'll all bad. just work together to keep on chatting. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> if anybody falls okay. off, we'll just wait for them to return. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
4: How you been doing, Michelle?
0: Oh, I've
5: been doing really good. How are you guys?
4: Fine, thanks. I'm doing good. good. Doing good. Good. Michelle's spirit seer and Works with me at some of the locations. About six months ago, there uh, was a video tour done of the Scott Mansion in Joliet, and she described her feelings there, what she felt. As our first guest, Charlie filmed the video tour with her and described the historical facts of the mansion. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Ed. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing <laughs> i'm trying to do it but i'm doing uh charlie is a historic historian at the Scott mansion um and i go ahead
3: um
0: I, I know that michelle said that you had some feelings while you were there and charlie you took a video is there do we believe that this location is haunted
5: yes i do yes
0: yeah. okay now, Charlie, did you have some kind of um, a video proof or something? Is that why you're convinced, or was it the feelings you had while you were there?
3: Um, I've worked with uh, many places that have done research in the house, and um, they've all come up with a lot of uh, conclusive evidence that there's many spirits there at the home. Ooh, like what? Um, uh, people say they can feel the um, aura of many women a lot of times gathering in very happy type um, atmosphere from when it was a girl's home to uh, we've had some that, uh, well, if you look on the Internet, you'll, you'll Google Scut Mansion, you could see some of the other um, anomalies and photos and stuff that had been uh, taken there. It's pretty interesting.
0: Oh, okay. Michelle, so. tell us about the feelings that you had while you were in the Scut Mansion.
3: I
5: had all different kinds of feelings. Um, there was a lot of rooms I went in and I felt something different in each room um, one room I went in and I just felt the air was really heavy. It was hard to breathe. And then I would go in another room and I would feel really happy. Like it was just happy, joyous feelings. Um, some rooms were sad. It's just, it's so, different. it's amazing just to walk through and get so many different emotions and feelings. Like you experienced what whoever was there is experiencing is how I was feeling in each different room. And you can just you can just feel it throughout the whole place. It's just got so many stories you when you walk in, that's just the first thing when I walk through the door i just there was just so many different stories hitting me that I could feel that had happened in this house and I just well, think it's like amazing over the age,
0: from over a long period of time, obviously the scum yeah. scum was used yeah. for many different kinds of things
5: right, and you can tell that by feeling because there's so many different things.
0: Charlie, what, the house was built when? Uh,
3: 1883, approximately.
4: Okay, and it was built by?
3: Haram Scott. Um, okay. He migrated here um, after the Civil War and uh, became quite wealthy from the um, barbed wire industry in the 1800s mm-hmm. and uh, started building the house about 1881. And uh, nobody knows exactly when it was completed, but... Um, You know, roughly the early 1880s.
4: And he's one of the first people that died tied into the house, I would say. Yeah.
3: Unfortunately, um, about nine years after the house was built, he was killed um, up in Wisconsin in a polo accident. Okay.
4: And the last owner actually did die in the house.
3: Yes. Yes, Yes. he only owned the house for five months, and uh, they found him unresponsive on one of the hallway floors. And
4: they had to do with an aneurysm, I, get, I believe, right, in the yeah. stomach? Yeah. yeah. Now, the history goes, there's been other, it's been everything from an uh, all-girls, I guess you could say, boarding house yeah. to to um, basically, uh, when Steph bought it, it was on the market as uh, as what? As Tom.
3: It was one are many um, different. A lot of people attempted to um, uh, have their grand ideas of the how what they would do with the house, and it was a um, in the process of being a bed and breakfast at that point. And uh, prior to that, it was a banquet hall, and um, so, you know it's had a lot of um, different you know things there. But it's most commonly known as the Hannah Harwood Girls Club.
4: Mm-hmm. During mm-hmm. the time, though, there was. Basically, as I as I recall, like at least two murders um, yeah. involved in that house too. Um, and, one uh,
3: confirmed, and the other ones, yeah, there's been reason to believe. And then we we know this the stories that we hear there, and um, you know, but um, yeah, there's been a lot of death in that area.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, now, has there been self-
0: some kind of a paranormal investigation team that's gone in there to to do some kind of a Documentation.
3: Um, yeah, we've had a couple you... of. We um, work with uh, various groups that have um, published on their websites that what they've, um, you know, what their findings were. Uh, there's a lot of voice recordings that get picked up in the house. Um, occasional photos and uh, a lot of normal photos show up too. There that um, can't be 100% shown as paranormal in nature, but you know, strong reason to believe that it's not a spoof.
4: Okay. And in that, we've had uh, the Laps guys out there.
3: They've actually oh. put a video together
4: of what they've um, the day they were there, from the day they were there, including we had a ghost box. Were you there that day, Michelle? When we um, that
5: when you had the ghost box? Yes, I was there that evening.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. And that they have what they call the doll room in that place, and uh, oh, Michelle, you want you want to describe it?
5: Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of dolls from a long time ago, puppet dolls, wooden dolls, just all kinds of dolls, and there was so much going on in that room that it was just hard to take it all in at once. You could just feel so many different feelings. Um, I At that night when the lights went out, um, I actually saw there was somebody, the lady across from me that was standing there, I saw a little child standing next to her. And I said, there's somebody next to you. She immediately looked down instead of looking right next to her at eye level. She looked down and she said, I can see him. And then there was an adult standing. And when I said that, a man in the corner snapped a picture And next to this lady is this bright silver round ball of light, and it's small. And then above her head is a very large one, right where I said I could see. It was just, I don't know, that was really amazing for me to be able to experience that. And that happened in the doll room.
0: Now, do we think it's the dolls that carry, oh, you know, some residual something from wherever they came from? Or do you think it's the room itself and the dolls just happen to be there?
5: Well, I think there's a lot of other toys up there, and I don't know. I I get the feeling of kids in that room. I've been there a couple times, and every time I go in there, I just feel kids, the majority. And I think it's because of the surroundings, the dolls and the little toys that go with them. That's just me, though. That's just what I feel.
3: What do you feel, Charlie? Uh, You know, I really kind of noticed there was it. the energy changed once all that was brought up there on the third floor. And um, I think that the, the dolls and the toys have actually enhanced a lot of what people feel there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: There is, there is also another um, thing that was, you were there, I believe, Charlie, on the night that um, this was discovered. We never even thought about this, but there were people in the doll room with, their digital cameras, no lights on, no flash at all, and it was night, dark. And they called us up there, and what they're doing is watching the from the back of their cameras with no lights, as I said, no flash going, the orbs flying through the air in the one mm-hmm. section, the far, the far end of the, uh, from where you enter, um, you know what section I'm talking about, Michelle? Yeah. And um,
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah. And uh it's that's kinda unique. And uh every time we have people there that's what I recommend them to do, just go up there and observe with the camera without no lights, no flash. And uh Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's other parts of the room, uh, the basement area. Um the last guys had uh experience with the dowsing rods and stuff like that, moving with the people down there the dowsing rods are moving all at the same time in the same direction and stuff like that. Um, the video's on our website, the unexplained world.com. But, um, Charlie, any other areas that kind of strong feelings in?
3: Uh, most commonly, uh, people talk about that room, um, the red room on the second floor it seems they have a lot of energy to it. And, uh, um, it's really kind of unusual because people, before they've ever been in the house, they've come up to me and said, you know, there's something about that room. The light's reflecting differently, you know, just from, like, the sun reflecting out of the house. Um, you know, people, and that was, ironically was where Seth did spend his last night. Um, Michelle, do you recall that room, how you felt when you were in there?
5: Yeah, I do. Um, it's Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain in that one. It's, it's just different. It's like... You just feel uh, a real strong presence, but yet I couldn't put my finger on if it's, if it's happy, if it's sad, if it's angry. Um, I almost want to say, to me, I felt like a loneliness type of feeling is what I was getting, is, is the best way I can explain it.
0: Now, do we know that that red room was Oh, Scott's bedroom, or can we? Do we know what that room
3: was originally used for? Um, it was believed to just be like a spare guest room, um, okay. but we now when, that goes back to Scott days. Now, who was there when it was the girls' school could be totally different. Um, yeah.
0: How long a period of time was it a girls'
3: dorm? from 1917 to approximately 1977.
0: Oh my goodness, that's a long yeah. run.
3: Yeah. Ooh, it, ooh. There was four rooms on the second floor that had two beds in each room and then there was six rooms on the third floor that had two beds in each room. And um there a lot, a lot of times like the girl's had relatives or coming to town, they would spend the night there too. So I mean there sometimes there could be an excess of 40 women staying under that house, they're under one roof and, um for night no
4: wonder there's
3: so much emotion. yeah sorry (laughs) ladies emotional
0: creatures it's okay we're we're, aware couldn't 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 pass that one off Um, yeah of course (laughs) 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 we're not crying about it though mister okay (laughs) no so um I like to say
4: that um Number one, to Scott Mansion, he has been very courteous to uh, you know what I do and bringing people there and stuff like that. In the experience, where
0: is it located, at?
4: It's located in Joliet, and I got the ad- You got the address on top of your uh, your head. Uh, it's yeah, located sure. at 206 North Broadway Street, Joliet, Illinois. Okay, and uh, you can see pictures of it at locations dot com and um, Videos, too, also there. And the video with Michelle and Charlie is at the theunexplainedworld.com. So um, that was about a 32-minute video, guys.
5: So, yeah.
4: Yeah. So they go through the whole house, and uh, it's very interesting. And i like to say on October 17th and also Halloween night, we will be having two nights at the Scott Mansion. And Halloween being the first time it's open on Halloween since the death of the last owner, who would always have a large Halloween party on Halloween night. It will be done, and also I will be doing a night you could come with, a seance there on this night. (laughs) And we are allowing a limited amount of people to join us. I think we're pretty close to half full already. So uh, details at hauntedhistoriclocations.com. Michelle's going to try to be there. She's yep. counting on it. Yeah. She's got, a, I believe it's a sister that she may have to run out to.
5: Yeah, uh, she lives out of state, and she's having kind of medical issues with her pregnancy, and she's due any time around then. So I will kind of want to be there with her.
4: So uh, that's understandable. So, uh, that,
0: <laughs> Hey, that's oh, my Annette. wedding anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I have kids in gummy bear, co- vampire costumes I got to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's a bad day of the year for me. And the witch has got to do her circle, you know. <laughs> okay.
3: I'll
0: bring you out on the 17th then. <laughs> we'll see what <laughs> see, happens. See? Now, that might be better.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah you would really enjoy intriguing. it.
5: It's a wonderful place. Just yeah. so many stories and character behind it. You just feel it when you walk in the door.
0: Well, and and it also sounds like you're not really dealing with any entities that seem negative or want to incite fear. That's kind of what I'm getting. Does that seem right to I, you? So, I
5: I didn't feel any of that. I mean, I felt some sadness and some loneliness. Yeah. But other than that, I just felt I felt like this house wanted people to come in and check everything out and listen to the stories, you can just feel that so strong. I know that sounds weird because it's a house, but that's just, as soon as
0: you walk in, you just feel that, and I didn't feel anything bad. That's good, because so many times we hear these, you know, oh, Ed had to challenge, you know, Humphrey to come on and be tough, you know, so it's nice right, that something where just, you know, just stories want to unfold themselves.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie, you, um, hopefully you'll be. I'll see you at the mansion on Sunday, August thirtieth. Um, I'll be doing readings there, um, and yeah, listeners, you can get a tour and be part of the tea party, and you have a reading if you desire. Okay, and uh, again, details are haunted historic locations. You're gonna try to make it out there, Charlie?
3: Yeah, I have, um, believe I'll be available that weekend there. So,
4: yeah, um, so. It's anything planned besides what we got going on there? Well, they hold different events there, too, anyways. They have uh, what's the thing they have there with the the reenactment or murder mysteries, don't they?
3: Yeah, they do the we've been working with the Gillette Drama Guild on a couple of things. They do the actual uh, full uh, dinner murder mystery, um, that'll be coming up in the fall. And then um, we do the Spoon River anthology, which is really quite unique. It's a I hate to say poetry session because I wouldn't attend a poetry session, but it gets it, it pretty deep of um, characters from this town, Spoon River. Um, and uh, very, epitaph. very deep. Pardon me?
0: The anthology of Spoon River is also yes. epitaph.
3: Yes, exactly. Uh, they're epitaphs of um, people. Um, yeah. We've been. That's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, we, but that's a good, another good way to, you know, if you want to stop in, um, tickets are usually under $15 um and the light snacks will be served. And uh, it's it's really a, a very interesting uh way. Then they curtail it for, you know, if there's more um under eighteen people, you know, we could uh, kinda of shift gears. And then if it's all adults, um it like gets um it's really very captivating it's, you know when it's the all adult program. So um they they probably if you wanted to check out like the uh with the Joliet dot org. Um they'll let you know the upcoming events and we will always um uh, if you want to have a private party we can, um usually get something like that together in about a week or two so now every Sunday they run tours there too um
4: mm-hmm. yeah, and it's ten dollars per person and the tours are about about a half hour to forty minutes long, depending on who's given it and um so it's a good it's if there's an interest it's a good place to go see because not only is it a building. It's nothing but antiques in that building too, so. Yeah. Um, and I I believe that's where a lot of the energy people feel and stuff, or I feel and pick up Michelle, except Yeah. Is is coming from too, because there's so much stuff in that place.
0: Oh yeah.
4: Oh yeah. So uh, we're still waiting for our guests to call in, so we'll keep you on, Charlie. Um, oh. Yeah. What have you had any? Um, Experiences that you would like question
3: um as being unexplained? Uh, you know, we've had uh just so many unusual things that just seem to happen, um, unexplainable. Um, you know, there's been times where we were at meetings and um all of a sudden, you know, we hear like something bump and fall off a table across the you know, the room and there's nobody there. Um, you know, that was one of the more recent ones that um, uh, we've experienced, and um you know it just as it the place does have a different energy to you know the uh closer to the evening and especially pre dawn um to be honest is yeah i I don't think you could pay me enough money to go in the house by myself after dark <laughs> hmm. Hmm. uh whatever hmm. i yeah, I'm always in there in pairs <laughs> you know uh okay. yeah i um yeah i I'm a little nervous and I know I'm a little cautious, but uh. You know, like I said, I've uh, yeah, Very rarely would you ever catch me there at night by myself. Well, um,
4: that may happen on Halloween night,
3: Uh oh. No, if anybody runs, I'll be the first to bail. <laughs> oh <Okay.
4: laughs> <laughs> no. On no. no. Uh, Charlie, I want to thank you for being on, and um, hopefully I'll see you on the thirtieth.
3: Yes, okay. I'm looking forward to seeing them. You take care, Ed. Take care. Thank, Thank, you, Thank you for Okay, calling. Michelle. Bye, we'll Charlie. Good now. to talk to you. Good too. Bye-bye.
5: Bye.
3: That was
4: interesting, huh, ladies? Oh, that? yeah, definitely. I got to get you out there, Annette. So. Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah, you need yeah. to because it's, it's a really neat, just awesome place. You just feel so much in there.
4: You still there, Annette? I'm here. I'm here. Okay, okay. All right, we now have, here's our guest, <clears throat> Ryan from Cigars and Stripes. Hello Ron, you there?
1: Hey, what's going on?
4: What's hey, welcome guy?
1: Are we got are we on a little delay here? I'm trying to figure out how this is gonna work.
4: No, we're we're live right. as you hear it. There might be a little delay coming across the computer if you're listening to it, but otherwise, uh everything is live, sir. So Hey um, you
1: got it. All right, cool. All
4: right. Ron is the owner of Cigars and Stripes at sixty seven fifteen West Ogden Avenue, Berwyn, Illinois. And it is a haunted place. Things have gone on. And that go ahead.
0: Ron, um, tell us about the hauntings. Um, is it something you've experienced yourself or staff members experience?
1: Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, I purchased this, this property here in 2000, 2001. And, um, it was just kind of an old building. It's probably about, I don't know. I'm going to say over 90 years old. And, uh, I, it was a real desolate kind of a, a old man bar. I uh, can't explain it. It was really bad paneling. The ceiling had a, a, a drop ceiling that you could probably just put your arm up and touch the ceiling. Um, so we came in, and uh, during the remodeling, uh, we, we just ripped this whole place apart. So underneath uh, the ceiling was this beautiful drop ceiling, and uh, we just dismantled a, a whole bunch of stuff. But I live above the property. Um, and then you, we would notice just uh, – we would hear all kinds of stuff during the remodeling. That's when all this started. This was um, in about 2001. A lot of customers okay. see stuff as well.
0: I was going to uh, say they often, so many people say that you know hauntings can be very quiet and then all of a sudden – when you start, you know, remodeling or making changes, you know, to a property is when you get more activity.
1: Well, you know, that's that's the whole thing. Like initially when I when I moved into this property, I'm like, yeah, yeah, ghost ghost guy, yeah, whatever, whatever. Um yeah. I, I just don't kind of buy into it. You know what I mean? I like I, I like that kind of stuff. I like to read about it. But uh as far as when I came in here, I, I just felt like, you know, and then that, I guess that was my point of uh, letting you know when it started, is because I, and then after that, I started to get a little uh, intrigued by it, and I started reading and finding out that you know when uh, major construction happens or something like that, it kind of stirs up, I don't know, uh, some sort of energies that might be locked in this world. Yeah, the, uh, this you could way. be
5: disrupting uh, them too. and
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Um, there was a point, like a, a year. Or two after. I mean, I never uh, owned a, a lounge or a, the bar business uh, ever before. So I, I tell you, I got to a point where I just said, I can't do this anymore. It's too many hours. I hate this business. I just can't stand it. And uh, I had people come in that were looking around the property, and they said, Listen, you know, we uh, we like this here, and and I, we're willing to buy it. And I said, Fine. You know, from the second that I I said, you know, fill it out, have your lawyer call me, let's talk about it. I got to get out of here i 'm telling you this place just went silly I mean, I mean you know honestly, it was like almost something in in the building here was just kind of like don 't leave It's pretty strange. Um, what I mean, kind
5: of things happened
1: well there 's there's a, there's a brief history of the property uh, two things uh, I think the main point and I see that, that people look at the hauntings um, in different ways and mm-hmm. i 'll explain that in this bit. There was a bar that was down the block by the name of Rose's Stardust Lounge, and they were about four blocks to our east, closer to the city. Um, I originally bought that bar, and then we moved down here, um, and they were going to tear the property down. And I said, listen, I want this bar. I want the structure of the bar. So what we did is we cut this bar in four different places, and uh, we put it on a big fat, uh, flatbed, and we put it down here, and we, we moved it down, about four blocks down, into the new location. Uh, What's what's weird, it it used to face one direction. It was as if we didn't touch anything, took it down the block and just spun it all the way around and and planned it in the new building. But what's weird is the lady who used to own the bar, her name was Rose, and her and her husband, um, they built that many, many years. The the structure of the bar is probably about 35 years old itself. Um, The point I'm trying to make is when we put the bar down, you could actually, if you look towards the direction it used to go the new building emulates the layout of the old building so like when you go down the hallway that was the hallway to their living quarters and actually my back game room and um the the hallway is it, like it's it's the same it's the same layout as the old roses home so a lot of people have some uh some you know um what do you guys call yourselves like uh supernatural advisors or paranormal people would come by and they always stop in the same spot for this bar and they say uh they feel that like there's some kind of energy attached to the bar as if someone came with this bar that's one of the uh one of the things that I I think might be kind of uh hanging around the building
4: oh i bet yeah that's the same area that people have said you know even regular guests that i've seen them drawn to too to sit there and, you know, um, to sit there. And uh, even yeah, though the rest of the bar is open, you know, there, there's always people drawn to that one spot.
1: Yeah, that one spot's weird because I had a bartender that was here, and she met her husband there. I had another couple uh, that, that got engaged and got married that sat in that spot. Every time a man gets slapped, it's in that same seat. It's weird. And it turns out that that were all the old regulars. I have some old regulars about 100 years old that followed the bar, and they go, "That's Rosie's seat. She used to sit over there, you know," which was well, kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I was oh, gonna wow. say, you know, I used I used to own a tavern, and the you know the person who owns it always sits in the same spot, you know. Yeah, yep. it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. Sits. So um, I, I was gonna say, whoever used to sit in that spot is the one you're dealing with, yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. It was weird
1: we had a comedy show here. Um, That's primarily what we do at Cigars and Strikes. We do stand-up comedy and live entertainment. A couple of theories are is that this bar was such a desolate um, area, and it was just like this old man bar. I can't explain it. And there was no one in it. It was really bad. My my point is, I feel that... um, all this, all this creative energy stirred up something, uh, some sort, something that, that was stirred up in the walls. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's a lot of creative energy going on. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this lady comes in, and she's she's damn near a hundred years old, and she's at a comedy show. And I I can't. I, I walk up to her and I said, Well, how, how are you here? <laughs> why are, why did you come to Cigars and the Stripes? I'm just trying to figure out because she's she's a dinosaur. This woman. She says, You know, I I was I lived in this building. And I says, Oh, you're kidding me. She says, Yes, my grandmother took care of me and she died I said oh I'm so sorry to hear that many years ago you know and she said no no, no she died in this building <laughs> and I said oh. interesting very interesting and then she was, oh said, wow yeah and then you, you can see where um, that they, they, the bar was in one spot and then they moved the they used to be living quarters where the actual bar is now and she said that she would where she's sitting she goes she would kind of guess that this would have been about where her bedroom was. And I'll tell you what, that's the same spot that the keys went flying. That's the same spot that um, the martini shakers flipped. It was, it, was, it was pretty interesting. So some of these, uh, these paranormal advisors that come in, they say they always feel the presence of, of, a, of, a, of a lady, always locking doors in the back, constantly locking the doors, locking the doors and walking around. It happens to be that they always see the shadow person. And, in fact, if you go to my website, at cigarsandstripes.com, you'll be able to see uh, a couple of testimonials of customers that have actually seen the shadow person. And it's in the hallway, which is really strange. Um, but that might kind of sum up that one. I mean, that's, uh, that's like possible number two. I also have a third one as well.
5: What's that one?
1: Oh, oh okay. I, I think we're on some kind of delay. Uh, I had a, uh, a gentleman that came in here. And uh, I saw Lucky Thirteen uh, shirts, and I had this banner. It's got a skull on it. It says Lucky Thirteen, and this fellow comes in one afternoon. and He says, "I'll tell you what, uh, I'll give you fifty bucks for that banner." I said, "That banner's not for sale. It was just a vinyl banner, you know." And he, I, he said, "No, I got to have it. My dad's name was Lucky." <laughs> I said, "Well, guess what? If you're unlucky, Dad, I'm not selling the banner." He says, "No, listen to me." I gotta have it. You don't understand it. My father's name was Lucky. I said, "You gotta do better than that, pal." And he points at the floor and he goes, "He died right here on the floor." <laughs> he was a. Oh my so,
0: gosh.
1: Yeah, it was weird. He was a a Berlin policeman, and he uh, in 1981. I actually have the obituary posted online. He fell dead in the doorway in '81. Uh, his name was Lucky Truxa, but I have to tell you, what's strange is in the front of the door, and these are like little weird instances that kind of add up, but. Uh, I haven't had a fight in this building ever. I mean, maybe one when I first opened. It was like some guy threw a shot at his ex-wife or something. You know, It was yeah. um, about the extent, extent of it. But I'll tell you, uh, I had a couple of weird little incidences in, in, in the front of the, where this guy fell dead. And I've got to tell you something. Um, it's almost like something. There's like a force field up there. I'm, I'm not kidding with you. I had a couple of weirdest things. Sunday afternoon, I'm, just, I'm wiping down the cigar counter. You know, jazz music going. I'm just, just minding my own business. And these two kids run in. One kid comes flying through the building, screaming at the top of his lungs. I'm ringing up a customer. And uh, the guy says, "I'm oh, my God, what happened to the car accident? The guy goes, I got to get out of here. I got to help me. Help me. Call the police. Call the police. I said, you know what? You got to get out of this building. And two other kids come running in. Uh, I don't know if they're from the city. I don't know where they were from with baseball bats. And I mean, like, veins sticking out of their foreheads. I mean, seeing fire red, mad, and I don't know if you've ever seen anyone that's been that mad with a baseball bat, but I'll tell you something: nothing can stop them from chasing that one person. They'll go right through a wall to get them. I'm telling you, when they got in that doorway, they took about four steps, and I was behind the cop, and they just stopped. And the kid ran, was standing up against the bar. I said, "Oh my God, they're going to kill this kid. They're going to kill him." It was, it was the weirdest thing. Like the baseball bats went to the side, and they just it was just like 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 they hit they hit a wall. It was the weirdest thing. And uh I oh, I started wow. to started, started realize I said, you know, that's where the Borough policeman died. He was he was kind of a big, strong um you know, he didn't take any crap and I, I start to wonder, man maybe he's watching out for this place a little bit in the front there. It's pretty strange.
4: Good yeah, that's evening. what I would say. Well, and your cigars and stripes provides different entertainment nightly from Horror movies on large screen. Now, those aren't all black and white movies with Frankenstein and werewolf, etc., right?
1: Yeah. 16-millimeter films. We do it at the end of two. Uh, the last Tuesday of every month. We have 16-millimeter films. Um, we've done them all. Wolfman, The Mummy, The Invisible yeah. Man. This week coming up is Ghost on the Loose uh, by the Bowery Boys. It'll be 16-millimeter. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, we had two cool. Oh, It's yes. a good one. You know, I'm going to have to come out there sometime. I would love that. Yeah, you gotta you got to actually check it out. Um, you know, I, I was running a ghost cam for the longest time, and uh, I got an enormous amount of footage um, that I have to go through. I just, you know, I just uh, haven't gotten anything, and it just takes so long to go through it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've been running it, and, and, uh, and not, now it's not recording anymore, but I'm almost convinced that... Uh, if you sit on one end of our bar and you look across, I, mean, I, have, I, I can't tell you how many customers see the shadow person. I had some bikers sitting there forever, and then we were talking about it, and he goes, well, what are you talking about, that, the, the shadow in the hallway? He was just sitting there. He never talks to anybody, you know, he's just kind of quiet. And, yeah. and I, said, I said, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, that, that black shadow in the hallway, it's always in there. I said, why don't you see uh-huh. something? Because I don't know. I, I thought I'd seen things. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, you shouldn't say something, so I like to get it. But when they see it, I like to pull the, I like to pull the camera out and get a testimonial because they're – Oh, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're like – there's one guy at cigarsandstripes.com. If you go to the Supernatural link, you can see uh, there's one guy on there. His name is Milo. It's just like, oh, my God, he is truly shocked about what – because the shadow person never leaves the hallway. That was the edition in 1981. Uh, it's never left there. One day, I was sitting next to him, and I want to tell you something, a really big black shadow. I thought I was seeing things. But I turned my head, and then he just jumped up and goes, what was that? Oh, my God, did you see it? And he, he gets up and emulates it on the, uh, on the, the CigarsAndStripes.com, and the Supernatural link It's pretty cool.
5: You can watch well, that. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I got some give great the, give the Actually, the
4: website. Give the website again.
1: It's uh, cigars and stripes. C I G A R S A N D S T R I P E S dot com, and you just follow the supernatural link. Actually, for the you know the upcoming season, hey, listen, I'm gonna go with it. You know what I mean? Uh, For Halloween season, I I have two new testimonials where these, and I don't buy into orbs. You couldn't sell me on the orb one bit. I don't care what you have. I don't care. I just don't believe them. I always think that they're debunkable. You know what I mean? How about
4: if NASA's investigating them? Who? NASA.
1: Well, I don't know. You know, they have to really convince me. I just don't buy them. Anyway, I have two two fellows that were in here, and they happened to uh, see an orb at the same time. Uh, It was after hours. It was about 3 in the morning, I think. And... uh, they, they just were just freaked out. and they give the same exact description. I got them on, on uh, video, too, talking about it. And, I, you know, I kind of, something didn't seem exactly right. I thought I saw something kind of, but I, what they went right by them, and it, yeah. it came from the light. So I just kind of said, okay, just tell me what you guys saw, and they wouldn't shut up about it. So, <laughs> I mean, as if you guys believe in orbs. I don't personally believe in them. That's my thing.
4: I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to send you a link to a radio broadcast where a scientist was on NASA. Scientists, remember, Annette was on our uh, yeah was on our show, and uh, there's something they think there's something to it. They're investigating. Very good show, but um, I will be doing readings at your place on Thursday, August 27th. We well, yeah, actually,
1: uh, I got some calls on that already.
4: Oh, have you really? Cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Hope, hopefully, they're good. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, there's no such fee. It's just a gift offering. And um again, details at the Scars and Stripes website. So, um and we were, I do it from about seven to midnight and uh we'll do the conscious channeling, medium work with items of loved ones who uh bring them in. And also it's called Readings and Around because I do the readings by way on the microphone so everybody's, you know, um involved in one way or another. And um some demonstrations too.
1: So. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool because the one lady made a comment about it. She said, well, I don't want to have the microphone on. I don't want everyone to listen. And you're like, okay, we'll close this one. And then you shut the mic off, which is pretty cool. Yeah, you yeah, kind of get a little bit yeah. more of a personal reading. I think it's pretty cool. The lady was kind of impressed with that. So for whatever it's yeah, worth, I think it's going to be a fun, fun night. You know, hey, my, my oh. phone's drinking a little bit. They like it. The one the one kid, you really freaked out a little bit. Uh, okay. he was in here and he was, uh, he said, man, I'm going to tell you that guy." He goes, that guy's right on, man. He hit me right on, right on. He just wouldn't shut up about it every time I see him. So, well, hey, whatever it is, you do a great job over here. We, we'd love to have you back.
4: Well, I'll be back. And I want to thank you for the times that you've had me out there in the past. So, Ron, give the website one more time. And I'd like to say thank you.
1: All right. Get ready. This Halloween season. Tune in. Brand new haunted testimonials I've been saving for about four months. (laughs) We have a really big Halloween show we're doing here. So go to Cigars and Stripes. In fact, uh, I'm going to pitch it really quick. Mondays we're going to have the uh, Bed of Nails barbecue. Tuesdays, this is all underneath and authentically owned. I bought it. It's mine. Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Freak Show tent. It's about a 50, 60-year-old tent. Um, it's Blood Red and Pumpkin Orange. We put a stage underneath there. Tuesday night, we're going to have 16-millimeter monster movies. Probably going to redo The Bride of Frankenstein and The, and the Werewolf. And then uh, Wednesday, we're going to have the Vito Zotto show underneath the tent live for our open mic comedy. It's a great show. Tickets for 8 bucks. Thursday, we're going to have a craft beer tasting, about 50, 60 craft and import beers. We specialize in Belgian beers underneath the tent. And then uh, Friday, we have all the way from California, one of the funniest guys in the world. Nice Peter is amazing. Amazing. He's the funniest comic. And Saturday, I'm not sure what we're doing for Halloween. I'm working on some things. So uh, tune in to cigarsandstripes.com and uh, try to come out and see you for sure. Okay. Thank oh, you, Ron. Definitely. Good hey, to thanks, talk guys. to you. Yeah, you too. Likewise.
4: Thank,
5: Thank you. Good night.
1: Bye.
0: Bye. Wow. That, that was are, really interesting. A- <laughs> I guess they're doing good, aren't not you say, that? <laughs> oh, they're all, I yeah. And now I want to hear what John has gotten captured over at the Humphrey house.
4: Yeah, look, well, John is here.
2: That's uh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, John. Hey, how are you John? doing? Oh, Hi, John. Good.
0: Thank you for coming back again.
2: I'm still going through hundreds <laughs> of hours of video, too. I heard him talking about it just a minute ago, that other guy. <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) i was thinking oh john can say something about that (laughs) yeah
2: that's what i was thinking when you said that i can relate to that i'm still doing it yeah (laughs) Yeah, and we have
4: also michelle she's on with us tonight so she's one of the feelers that hopefully you'll get to meet at one of the uh, events um that we have
0: coming up in the near future so annette
4: you got a question for john
0: yeah, John, I want to know if you were able to get the camera problem solved and get any good footage over there at Humphrey House.
2: Well, I'm actually still going through data. So far, I found a few interesting things. Uh, shadows moving in the upstairs attic area. Uh, but what it is is when you get this much data, you go through it at a high rate of speed and then go through it slower as you go. So the first initial thing, shadows moving, miscellaneous things, some weird orb activity, which I normally hate orbs, but I've got to go back through it. So, so far there's definitely something. I just don't know what yet. It's going to take me another week, if not two, to actually go through in detail to see what I have. We've got some good e v p s from there too. Oh, we got in the children's bedroom a woman saying uh hello and, uh, in the wow there's where I got the shadows moving when uh five twenty in the morning sounds like someone slammed a book down or something, just really hard, bam on the floor.
5: Oh my goodness. And
2: this is a sealed building considering I had cameras on and they have a security system in the buildings and nobody was in it. I'm gonna
4: mention Great. something too. Um the night last Saturday night when we had the the night at the Capone's place in Willow Springs, the stag, the new Stag's head uh location. After we did our stuff there and thank you to the listeners that came out. It was fantastic turnout that night. But we uh, took a group over to the Humphrey House, and I think this was already at like ten thirty, eleven at night. And uh, we had lights off, took the people through the place and took them upstairs in the children's playroom. And we saw a couple guys by the, by the glass window um, in the playroom where it feels like you're being pushed out or something's trying to push out the window. Um, basically men, not women. Women don't come across. It's the guys. When they stand there next to the window,
2: yeah, got sure.
4: uh, yeah, and then we went down and we did the circle of energy, Annette, uh, <laughs> at night mm-hmm. uh, in the dark, um, and I took a different approach, Annette. Okay. Um, yeah, I because we had a couple, I guess you could say, elders slash witches with us, and the one standing next to me on my left side was Tina. And she was telling me that the children, Ed, want to play with you. Be nice. Okay. Oh,
0: so I so oh. I went that route. Yeah. Oh.
4: And uh, she even said that Mr. Humphrey says thank you for not demanding and just, you know, being nice, basically. But John.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. John. Ed, the new plateaus. <laughs>
4: could teach an old dog new tricks but (laughs) uh, john this night there wasn't no sound
2: right yeah no audio whatsoever
4: no audio whatsoever and john is watching us live and so were a few other people john what happened while you were watching
2: i'm watching this all four cameras just like you see on tv on one monitor and i'm watching it remotely and all of a sudden i can hear like a A deep, dark talking or like a grumbling and then almost like a growl. And I'm putting my head closer and closer to my computer trying to make it out. And all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap, there's no audio there. And I realized the sound was actually coming from my monitor. And it it just floored me. I was actually out in my garage doing this, and I just stopped dead. I'm like, oh, my God. And I, I called Ed, and then he said somebody with him actually heard the same noise I did. But uh, I can't yeah. explain that. There was no microphones. The, the systems are capable of microphones, but I had nothing installed. So <laughs> that just absolutely wow. blew me away. Plus I saw motion in the kids' playroom when Ed was talking about the kids. That was the okay. room I was getting motion, I had black shadows in the background and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what he was doing either because I didn't have audio. So that that kind of goes together hand in hand with supposedly kids being there.
4: Yeah, they was, it was interesting because I had, uh, like I said, I had the elder next to me telling me, Ed, concentrate on the children. And uh, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. And uh, and then when, you know, because as soon as we were done, I called Jan um, because I knew he was watching us. And uh, strange things have gone on in their place. So, and I'm grateful he documented it because, you know, a lot of people say, ah, yeah, sure.
2: Well, and everything from the EVP. EVP to, you know, well, what he's still got going in through video. EVPs in video both. So, I mean, you never know. We might have something amazing, yet you just have no idea. Uh, but mm-hmm. Matt's still going through EVPs because he has, we had four recorders running at about 16 hours. And
4: that was this one night, yeah. That was Did one night. One you night? had to listen yeah. to that
2: in real time to listen for things. So, he's still doing that, actually. Yeah. So who knows what we're going to come up with.
4: <laughs> Go ahead, ladies.
2: And um,
0: I, Michelle, you've been to the Humphrey House, haven't you? No, I haven't. Oh, you have not? Oh, okay. No. Okay.
4: No. no, that's one of the places hopefully we'll get her out to, you know, where you walk Yeah. Out and uh, it's in New Orleans Park. And... Uh, you had, you basically, let's explain to the people too, John, that you had cameras set up that, you know, they would not start recording until there was motion.
2: Yeah, the, well, the first night I ran almost 18 hours straight and nonstop. And then when I was talking with Bob and Violet, the owners there, we decided to leave the system up. But so I, in total I added up nine days. And I turned it on motion activation only after that. Where But it records in the pixel level. It's that sensitive. But because if I would have recorded nonstop for nine days, I'd be going through this data for the next year and a half. Yeah. So, but I'm still going through data. But it's it, the recording was it was being very odd. It's they're not supposed to record, and these things were recording hours at a time when I couldn't see motion. And Ed and I were talking about that, trying to explain why these systems do that. Because uh, these are very high-end surveillance systems, and they just do not record for no reason. So yeah, totally so something was changing that. the pixel. Something somewhere was moving that we couldn't see or my eye couldn't see.
0: Now, John, I know you mm. had a lot of trouble just with the cameras themselves. Right. Knowing there was no true malfunction in them, but you just couldn't get them to, to work. How long did it take you to get that kind of figured out? Well, I actually ended that? up
2: having to put a small light in there. These cameras that see and <laughs> yeah. no light just refused to work in there. It was like there was a black veil over the lenses. So I hmm. finally had to put a small light in there to get them to see, which, again, makes no sense. <laughs>
0: And it's only happened at the Humphrey house. You had no other problems with these cameras.
1: I mean, these
2: actually came from my actual home. I have these in my yard normally, and these cameras work fine. I've got, you know, hundreds of hours of tape on these. Plus, like I say, they were at Waverly, which was, you know, blacker than black itself, and they look like daylight in there. So that's another one I can't quite figure out why I got that kind of reaction from them. Well, like
0: you said, obviously something is trying to block it on purpose.
2: Yeah. There's, there's something there's something unexplained, put it that way. I can't say okay. what it is. Some things aren't making sense though.
3: I, I, I look well, at I everything it.
2: logically, I try to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well we're talking about it in the right place then I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was um there wasn't no well, there
4: was another place, um John, we had the people out there you were with, that um staircase in the children's room going downstairs
2: yeah you know, that was weird. Yeah. I actually felt kind of dizzy right there by that staircase.
4: yeah the people
2: picked up uh different stuff so um and I gotta
4: say too, one of your one of your uh people in your group, Rochelle when she was over at the uh, Capone's place the stag's head uh-huh. uh in the basement in that um you've been there at night you know which place I'm talking about and uh the lady was actually grabbed by the at the throat level,
2: no, was that it? it at the back of her neck or something? She said her back or something. That was Rachel. That was. That was actually. Yeah. she Said she was touched on the back of her, her back by her neck or something like that. And she could actually yeah. feel it when she walked away. It was, but there was nothing there at all. I th- I think she said she went back down and got it again or something like that too.
4: And there was like, wow. wasn't there like fingerprints on her? Or, I know, think she said
2: there was marks on there, but I don't recall exactly. I Remember, she said she was distinctly touched. And Rachel's very yeah. logical. She's one of my good members that actually doesn't jump and say, you know, oh, look, it's an orb. <laughs> she normally doesn't believe anything. So for her to believe is kind of amazing more than most people.
5: Oh. Wow.
4: Yeah, Michelle and Annette, um, we're going to try to get Jan into the into the uh, Scott Mansion also with the recordings.
2: Yeah, we're going to set the so. cameras up in there. I'm going to put one in that doll room. Yeah. <laughs> I think watching those dolls for like, you know, Ten, twelve hours would be kind of an. Interesting oh my
0: gosh! Thing. <laughs> something about, looking for
2: nightmares. <laughs> something about dolls. Those are just creepy. Yeah, oh, they,
0: they are for like me. Clowns.
2: I always think of. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Makes me think of Chucky. I just don't like dolls. <laughs> yeah,
5: I don't either. That's why I was scared to go in that room the first time, uh, just because of those.
2: <laughs> there's stories on my website. Numerous stories actually about haunted dolls. People just seem to be freaked out about them. <laughs>
5: Yeah, Yeah. a lot of people are. I am, hugely.
4: (laughs) the say they sell for
0: big money on eBay.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They range from 1800s, Michelle, up, basically. So uh, he's got some creepy stuff there in the mirror. Oh, yeah.
5: Yep. And I think, too, I I don't know, a lot of people don't believe that, but I think that items like that hold energy from whoever owned them. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why I was asking
0: what your opinion was on, did you think it was just from the mansion itself or the room or, you know, what was collected there? Yeah.
5: Right. Yeah. Like I said, I just, I freak myself out, even if it's not, you know, just with dolls. But, um, oh, just all those rooms in there, just a different feeling in every, when you walk in the front door, that room right, the first room to your right, I think is the happiest room. Mm -hmm. In there, okay. I just
4: yeah. The one with all the books and all that stuff, the history, or downstairs?
5: No, it's when you walk in the front door.
4: Okay, it's right so to your right, the parlor, the parlor, the
2: parlor. Yeah, right.
5: I think that's the happiest out of every room.
2: What do you think's the creepiest room in there, the doll room? Or so I, I want to I, I got four cameras. I want to set up. I got to determine where we're going to put them in there too.
5: I would say, I don't know, because I think it's creepy to me just because I don't like dolls. Yeah. But I would say, um, and I'm trying to remember which floor it was on. There's a room. I think it's when you go up, when you walk in the front door and you go up the stairs. There's a room right on your right, a bedroom.
2: Oh.
4: Okay. Mm-hmm.
5: That room, it had stuff in it. Um, it had some dolls in there. Yeah. Well,
4: there you and go. And I think That's a wedding
5: dress. Kidding. Um. But that, I'd say, out of every room, that's the one that I least would care to go in. I, that's the one that I just I couldn't breathe when I was in there. It was real suffocating and heavy. I didn't like that room.
2: Hmm.
5: Out of everything, that would be the, my least favorite.
2: I think I'll just have to do a walkthrough when I go there and walk around and see what I feel too. You see Sometimes what you, you feel. Can just tell, yeah.
5: Oh yeah. You just you can you can just feel things.
4: i like to throw a shout out a shout out to Matt evp uh that's one of your guys i believe yeah, he's the one working yeah. on the
2: thousands of hours of uh audio tape from yeah. humphrey
4: house so john thank you very much for being on tonight oh no problem and uh we'll see if we get you uh and thank you for giving us a uh follow-up on everything that
2: was done and i'll, and I'll let you know after there's a lot of data i got to go through yet so i mean we could find some yeah. really amazing stuff yet yeah, you never know yeah and um I'm sure you're gonna post them too, so oh, yeah, I'll post them, and I'll be sure to let you know well, you know what we find. I'm hoping to okay. find Mr. Humphrey and his top hat walking down the stairway <laughs> yeah uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome, <laughs> yes,
4: well, the thing I forgot to bring up to with Charlie was um about a month ago they they wanted that when they were putting on the uh murder mystery things, uh the guy that plays the butler actually believes he's seen Steph the last owner cross from one room to the other, from the parlor to the dining room. Oh that's all so cool. Yeah. So that kind of shook him up. Okay, John, we've got about four minutes. I want to say thank you for being on tonight. Okay,
2: thank you. Okay thank you. For, okay, okay,
5: take care. Thanks, John. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks.
4: Bye. You're welcome. Bye. How about that, ladies? We pulled it off.
0: <laughs> yes we did. That was
5: a really good talk with everyone.
0: Absolutely.
4: Yeah. You enjoyed the it, isn't it?
0: I did, I did. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah, that went very well. And some people question if we could do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Michelle, I want to thank you very much for being on tonight.
5: Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's always fun to hear everybody's opinion and listen to the things that go on and what everyone's experienced. I just think it's great.
4: And next show, which is the 23rd, we're going to have one of our uh, returning guests, one that Annette and I enjoy very much, Mr. Scott, Scott Grossberg. Grossberg, yes, uh, the author of The Mass of Tarot, and uh, he's supposed to be doing readings that night, too. So, Wonderful.
0: Uh, he's going to be taking callers?
4: Yes, ma'am. He sure will. Everybody
0: should mark that on their calendars, try to be first in line. <laughs> and we may
4: be uh, we may be talking about the new deck of uh, cards he's got that Lynette and that night he had um, sent to us, which was very nice to him. We oh, very nice. awesome.
0: yeah, they're yeah. really yeah. awesome cards. They're beautiful. Yeah.
4: So we'll talk about that too. And Michelle, um, maybe I could get you out to the Humphrey House on September 27th, I believe it is. We're going to be there. Um, okay. Yeah, only. If, yeah, we're gonna be actually holding a séance in there too. So, okay. Um, and the Scott Mansion on Halloween night, Annette, we're gonna be holding a séance in that doll room, and on October seventeenth too. The Halloween night's a special night because, like I said, it's there hasn't been nobody allowed in that place since the last owner died, and we'll be the first ones allowed in there. And as Annette knows, and we'll you know agree with on halloween night october 31st it's when the veil is the thinnest so that's we'll right. see what happens okay we'll so, getting up
0: and dancing <laughs> oh I, hope, I, I would
4: love to see the marionettes start dancing uh-huh. with yeah. oh,
0: oh my
5: gosh i don't know <laughs> if I, I would just think freeze or, run. or run <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: I love marionettes, and they're hanging from the wall, and they're real creepy
0: looking, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. You can do good with a
5: marionette. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of them there.
0: Ladies, thank you very
4: much. Guys, thank you. Annette, I'll call you in a few minutes. Michelle, I'll talk to you during the week.
5: Okay. Have a good night.
4: Bye. Good night.